four, three, two, one. It's Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Now you know that guy ain't shit. Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. Where the stars of this piece of shit? I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot com. You fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want. How excited are you for this movie? I am super excited for this. I know, I know that Big Kev is on the meh train. Hello, are you on, sir? I am. I think the music was just too loud, but I'm so loud. I know Big Kev is on the meh train with this movie. So not only are you in mono, you're 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 smacking your gums like a fucking cow. He cares more for the Oreos. I was just finishing. Uh, one of the fine um, uh, Oreo chocolate peanut butter pie uh, variety before the show started. That's all. Except you weren't, but you weren't finished before the show starting. Well, I chewed as fast as I could. Well, you need to chew faster. <laughs> so here we are, episode five hundred and twenty-four. Dirty chew. Probably should have picked the name before we actually recorded too. Nah, we're, we'll just we'll just call we'll figure it out. All we right. always figure it out eventually. Oh, that's how it works. That's how it works. Ah, I see how the magic works now. There is no magic. That's what you'll see. <laughs> the man behind the curtain literally is just a couple of us held together by a thumbtack. The staff. The staff. That's it. So uh, we are here. This is episode 524 of the show. Uh, I want to address it right away because I know someone on Twitter or someplace will say something. Yes. We are having some sort of technical difficulty on Big Kev's microphone. So he, he sounds a little eh, eh Off. tonight. Off. I don't know why that is, man. I'm trying everything here. And you're fighting the good fight. I don't, I don't doubt that you're trying it. I'm just, I'm just telling you that you're only in one channel and not two. I don't know. I think it's on your end. It's not on my end. My end is fine. Peachy keen jelly bean, dare I say. I'm not getting involved now. All right. Let's get back to Homecoming, though, yeah. since that was probably the big news today. You think? It, it would be if it was called Homecoming. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, far From Home. We'll talk about Far From Home. 
Yes. That movie too. Uh, the trailer dropped earlier today, or the, but they called it a teaser. But it was a pretty good trailer. It was. It was. A, that was a full on trailer. That was a trailer. Was a yeah, exactly. I think it someone got two, confused with the words. It was two minutes and twenty seconds or something. That's not a teaser. That's a full on trailer. I I immediately saw some people complaining that, um, you know, it it spoiled stuff. What? Because because, what we all thought Spider Man wasn't coming back. So so Marvel finally gets Spider Man back, and the first thing they do is kill him. Come on. Yeah, makes sense. That's yeah. asinine. Let, let any anybody who was complaining that it ruined. Uh, it ruined whatever the next Avenger. What was it called? Endgame. Endgame. Anybody yep. that says that it ruined Endgame or or the lead up to Endgame is an idiot to think that <laughs> any of those characters were not coming back for at least the course of that movie. Right. 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 So even if somebody's gonna die, I don't want to mention any names, Captain America, but it's not gonna no. happen in the first five minutes. Right. And it's also not gonna happen to. Um, a, a marquee player like Spider-Man when they finally got him back and they only have done two, three things with him. Correct. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to happen. Anybody they, that's complaining about that is a moron. They just want to complain online. Right. Well, that's you know that's that's what they do on the internet. No. Yeah. That's movie, how the internet works. Moviepoopshoot.com. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> what the fuck's an internet? <laughs> <laughs> um. So, but let's talk about the trailer itself. Uh, I loved every aspect of it. Uh, uh, yeah, I was, I was down. I, I was confused at first because first I saw the picture with you saw Spider Man's mask and the, um, I guess like passport kind of stamps right. on it. So when I heard a teaser, I'm like, oh, teaser picture, awesome. So then maybe a few minutes later, I saw that there's a trending video as well right. from Sony. <laughs> I saw that first and uh, watched it from beginning to end and could not be more excited for this movie. And I'm, I, you know, Spider Man, Daredevil, my probably my two favorite comic book characters, right? And uh, I'm all, I'm all in on this. I'm I'm fucking stoked. Kev, what what you're shaking your head in the upside down. So why are you upset and angry <laughs> by this trailer? Well, well, a, no, a number of things. I, I don't have any problem with the, I don't have any problem with the Peter Parker sort of stuff. You know okay. what I mean? Like in the school trip, and you know, uh, uh, Aunt May putting in. Now I saw two different trailers. Yes, Did there you was see two different trailers. There was. So the international one had a slightly different intro and they yes. changed Dickwad to Loser. Yes. And did you see um uh there was a flirtation scene between I, Happy and Aunt May? The flirtation yes. scene was in both of them, but it was extended in the international one. Correct. Yeah, which I thought was really cute. So that kind of stuff I have all I don't have any problem with any of that stuff. Right. Um uh, none, really, because that's what kind of we, you expect. Where I come into having a problem uh-huh. is right away we see Jake Gyllenhaal's face. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That yeah. doesn't bother me. That doesn't bother me. Yeah, I'm not, because that's not the character. You know, the the character, the guy's name is fucking Mysterio. Yeah, but... Maybe, he... for, maybe for a minute, just a minute, maybe he should remain a mystery. No. Because it's right in his fucking name. For, no, uh, no, for... Uh, First of all, we see him in the fishbowl at least in the trailer. He makes oh, yeah. He, he's in the fishbowl, so we That's know we're get, we know we're getting it. Mm-hmm. And right. it he is either they're either setting him up for a heel turn, or he's duping Peter out of the gate. Okay, I'm ready to advance my radical theory right now. Okay. Spider-Man: Far From Home will end up being. Wait for it. 
an episode of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yep. Mysterio will be behind everything. It's possible. Yep. And he, whatever, whatever, is it Hydro Man that he's it's, fighting? No. Or is it Sandman? It's or is neither it... of those. It's the Elementals. The Elementals. Correct. Okay. Which was Hydron. Uh, there's four of them. It, we were uh -huh. talking, we talked about this at length in the Discord chat today. If you want to get in on that conversation, you can go to patreon.com backslash BK Geek Stuff <laughs> for $1 a month. You can join in on the fun and be part of those conversations. So we talked you're about welcome. it at length today. Um, and, uh, it's the, the characters called. In. You're welcome. Uh, thank you. The characters <laughs> called the Elementals. I don't really recall them all that well. I I don't know really do. much of anything of them. Um, and there are four of them, and they are the elements. I mean, it's earth, air, fire, and wind. Earth, right? wind, and yeah. fire. Yeah. <laughs> and water. And let's see. And water. Um, the the only thing I will say that I think that I thought the trailer spoiled anything, if at all, uh -huh. was because they ended the the last Spider-Man movie. I think it was the the end credit scene with Aunt May finding out that Peter's Spider-Man. Right. You know, she, you know, they cut right before she curses and everything. So they open up with her obviously being okay with it because she's at that announcement, that speech or whatever the hell it is. Right. Exactly. If, I mean, if you want to be picky, that's the only thing that was spoiled. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, I'm, I'm so excited for this. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I also think that that's another, that's another one of the, what would you call it? Sort of the essential elements of the character that I think that they ruined. By having Aunt May find out that quickly, that and you remember OG, my criticism of of Homecoming was, I really honestly felt like he should have had the glasses. I really honestly felt that that should have been kept. Yeah, I. I and now this would be the second sort of trope that's been kind of gotten rid of all too quickly. Even if he had the glass, let's just take the glass again. Even if he had the glasses in the beginning, and you know after he. You know, like if they showed him in some way retrospectively, retroactively getting his powers and then he doesn't wear the glass anymore. Even if they had a photo of him with the glasses and Aunt May make some comment like, you used to wear glasses. And he was like, yeah, my eyes got better or something, you know, whatever it was. Right. And this is the same thing. She's found out way too quick. There were decades where Aunt May didn't know that he was Spider-Man and we couldn't make a, an entire film without her knowing. I, I. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just don't I don't feel like we I don't feel like that's I don't feel like it's too important that Aunt May doesn't know. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm just saying there's another one that's that's kind of by the wayside. And again, with Mysterio, I, I have no problem with Jake Gyllenhaal playing Mysterio, although honestly, he he still looks like he's 15. Um, but that <laughs> aside, uh, he I, I think they revealed him far too soon, far too soon. And I'm I'm going to be curious to see what the origin of his powers are, that, since he has none. Right. So that 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 will be interesting. That will be. But I'm assuming there's something in the suit, which is why. Well, there's got to be something in the suit, which is why I maintain again, this is going to be an episode of Scooby Doo, where the where where Jake Gyllenhaal who's trying to be the hero turns out to be the villain. Yeah. We, I, I said that too online today. I said that I thought that they were setting him up that, that he was behind everything. And that, right. Yeah. It was that, it was that whole, it was syndrome from the first incredible yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cre yeah, create exactly. a monster that only you can defeat kind of yeah. scenario. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, all, you know what else, you know what else that, that to add that adds to that? Uh, if I may, OG, you know what else adds to that? Everything was really big. In the sense of everything was sort of over the top big, 
the guys, you know, the creatures were over the top big and the explosions were over the top big. Everything was very showy. And so knowing anything about the character of Mysterio, it lends itself to the fact that this is a creation by him. Correct. That's what I think. I, I No, I agree. I agree. So I'm, I don't know. I like the trailer. I know Nick liked the trailer. I'm excited to see where it goes from here. I did um, not like it. I just, there were a couple of things. All right. Um, so, yeah, Homecoming trailer. If you haven't checked it out, make sure to check it out. Um, I would like, I am excited to see when people, uh, someone's got to be photoshopping Mysterion in a few of the, uh, yeah. a few stills or something like that of the trailer. I hope so. I hope so. Someone out there, that's your job. Make it a thing. Um, was there any other MCU news? I don't think there was, right? Not this uh, one. There was, uh, they were thinking that Captain Marvel uh, has a chance of earning $180 million oh, in its yeah. opening weekend. So pre-ticket sales for Captain Marvel are going through the roof, which is... When, when's the opening? Uh, it's like March. Yeah, it's soon. March. Da, da, da. Yeah, it's, it's very soon. Wow. Too many papers. Uh, the, and tickets only went on sale, I think, a week ago. So um, let's see. It hits, hits theaters this March. Da, da, da. March 8th. March 8th. So there you go. So, it's, yeah, it's beginning. I mean, it's, it's less than two months away. So tickets went on sale. I'm not shocked. It's it's the lead into Endgame. It's the first Marvel female lead lead, you know, solo movie, um, and everybody's looking forward to it. Shouldn't have been, <laughs> whether it shouldn't have been or should have not have been. Everybody is looking forward to it. So um, I'm not surprised that that presale tickets are are doing quite well. Um, Do you think it's a problem? Isn't it going to be like a sm- uh, short window from that to Endgame? Isn't like two months or something like that in between uh, spider-man july 5th yeah so we're, we're getting we're getting all three of our marvel movies this year in rapid succession yeah a lot yeah um, isn't it like march may and july i right? think it is yeah um no i don't think so because because even captain even if captain marvel continues its run right up until the point that endgame that doesn't i don't think that detracts from endgame yeah it wasn't box office sales i am surprised it's gonna be the same weekend as dumbo is coming out and who's not going yeah, to see i'm, I'm not I'm not. Have you seen anything about that Dumbo? About the Dumbo trailer? I saw the trailer. Mm. Yeah, the trailer didn't do anything for me either. So, yeah, I'm not really worried. I think that's why they're not afraid to put it up against it because I, I think the thinking there, Monty, is that, well, this is probably not going to be for little, little kids, but Dumbo is. Will will own the box office. Right, right. <laughs> that's it. Anybody that can't go see Endgame will take their kids to see Dumbo. Dumbo. And vice versa. Disney wins either way. Disney Older wins kids. either way. Older kids go to Avengers. Younger kids' parents go to Dumbo. That's it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think that's pretty. Uh, I think that's pretty exciting. I don't know. We're gonna get. We're getting. It's definitely the year for Marvel. Although long before that, or leading up to that, Aquaman is slaying uh, at the box office. Right? Yeah, slaying the competition, which is what exactly? It doesn't matter whether or not it's slaying the competition. It, it broke a billion, right? Is that what I read? Or it's a, it's it, 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 it topped a billion worldwide. It and topped a billion worldwide. It still worldwide. came in second and place this past it week. Topped, it, topped a, it topped a billion worldwide. And meanwhile, nothing but mediocre to poor reviews. No, everybody I know that's actually seen it has enjoyed it. Oh, really? Yeah. Everybody I know personally that went and saw it mm-hmm. has enjoyed it. I've it's, I've seen it, one or two people say they enjoyed it more than Wonder Woman, which up until this point has been arguably the best of the lot. Um, um, yeah. Every, either of you see it? I know. I have not. No, I, I don't have a ton of interest in seeing it. I'll, I'll wait until it comes out in other media at a later I hope, date. 
I hope to see it uh, this week. Good. You can let us know next week. But yeah, everybody I know that went and saw it said it was fun. Um, now, whether or not that makes it a great movie, I don't know. But obviously, it's doing a billion. It's doing okay. It is not suffering the same fate that Justice League did. No. Justice League did not so yeah, fast. Justice League did not make a billion. So... Made a billion bad reviews. So there you go. Did something. It, it did something. So DC's DC's doing okay with Aquaman. We'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Um, let's talk about this Soprano sequel. Yes. It is it is the number one thing on the on the prep sheetica this week. I'm sans prep sheetica today, so go slow and easy right. and lube. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Many Saints of Newark, I guess, is the name of the series. Uh-huh. It's set in the era of uh, of the Newark riots in the 1960s. John Bernthal and Vera Farmiga are in final talks to join New Line Sopranos prequel, The Many Saints of Newark. Um, let's see. The drama takes place when African-Americans and Italians of Newark were at each other's throats. And when among the gangsters of each group, um, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it became especially lethal is the is the little description that they have dropping for that. Um Maybe maybe we're gonna get to see an Uncle June, young, young Uncle June. Yeah, that's it. I, I would think so. He has to be in there. He's got to be in there. He's got to be the. He's got to be the linchpin into the. Got to be young Tony world. in there too. Well, that's what Bernthal would be, young Tony. Yeah. Is, is that is that who Bernthal's gonna be? They haven't announced who he's gonna be, did they? Well, I'm saying that's what he would ideally be. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, and and I could see him as a skinny James. Absolutely. Gandolfini. Like he's he's got the right look, he's he got the right facial structure, you know. Without he doesn't a, have the like the height and the build and everything, but yeah, they could work around that. Yeah, That's he fine. could. He I could see him as a lifts in his shoes. That's it. Pacino did it for years. It. Uh-huh. And Vera Vera Ferminga Minga could be who knows who the hell she's playing. Who knows? What I hope it doesn't become is I hope it doesn't just become all just younger versions of the Sopranos. Like you need, you need Tony and uncle junior, right? You, but like, I don't necessarily need a young Paulie Walnuts, maybe towards but the end. Be there. Yeah. Does they he got to be there? Why do they all have to be there? Because they, they all came up. They, together. Were, practi- they were practically together. family and everything yeah. the, the whole time. So it makes sense. Yeah. So you got to get young Paulie Walnuts. You got to get young. I'm wearing a wig. <laughs> you got to, you got to get young. Uh, well, I guess maybe, Maybe it's, maybe it's around the time the nephew is born. Uh, maybe Paulie Walnuts. Maybe Paul Paulie Walnuts definitely. But do you need Joe Pant's character? Yeah, I, they I, came up big I, pussy too. I, I I guess I guess maybe you don't need them all in the first season. Maybe a, maybe a build towards it. I don't know. I don't know. No season, sir. This is a standalone film. Oh, is it a film? I'm sorry. I thought it was a show. Is it a film? Oh yeah, I guess it is a film. Yeah, that's a one-off. I, thought, I thought they were developing it as a as a series. I, yeah, I wish no. they would develop it as a series. Yeah, but so, no, no. then you're right. Yeah, you have to have a uh, you have to have a bunch of those characters yeah. in there. You can't you yeah. can't escape them. I thought it was a series, and maybe you can have a build to it. But no, if it's how, a film, how do they not have Joey Pants in there? Yeah, young Joey Pants, Pantaleones. <laughs> God, it's it's been for. I saw the other day that an, yet another uh, theory about the Sopranos finale popped up online i promptly did not read it 
Um, <laughs> because how many of those came out because, once that yeah. episode actually did air? Exactly. Um, was it all a dream? It was. It was all a dream. It was all. OG and I, Montana. Do you know this? OG and I used to live right down the street from uh, Holstein's. From Holstein's, the best onion rings in New Jersey. Not on the menu until that show aired. That's right. I, I don't and live then, far from where their house uh, was. There you go. Is that right? Yeah, their their actual house, which is a much much richer area, which I live yeah. <laughs> just far enough away from uh, that <laughs> I can see. Did we uh, did did we ever talk about that? I went in there after they filmed The Sopranos, and and it was this huge thing, and I went in there. And I saw that they had added onion rings to the menu, yeah. which were not available before. And I ordered the onion rings just, you know, for, you know, for shits and giggles. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching because it's a it's a fountain. It's a soda fountain. So, you know, you kind of can see everything that's going on. And the guy opened the Orida bag of yeah. onion rings it's and fried. fried them well, right there. <laughs> the thing about Holstein's that you never you don't go to Holstein's to eat. Like their menu was always very limited. It was like hamburger, hot dog. Yeah, it's typical like tuna fountain stuff. Right. It was, yeah. but it was like super basic. Like you couldn't yeah. get. There were like literally four steak. things on the menu. Yeah, there's yeah, there's this. Think of any kids' menu, but for adults. Right. So really, what you went to Holstein's for was was for the ice, ice cream, cream. Yeah. and the ice cream is phenomenal. Phenomenal. I mean, I I was there. I guess it's been probably been about two years since I've been there. But when right. I was there two years ago. It was still banging good ice cream. So, oh yeah, um, need to do like a Sopranos tour. Check out everything that was the main site. So the the yeah, show. Yeah, I, I think they do that. I think there oh, yeah. there is a company that runs Soprano tours. Yeah, they they take you to uh, they take you to where the uh, the the Go Go Club is. They drive you down. Uh, they drive you down two eighty over the bridge. <laughs> oh yeah, all the good stuff. Not shady at all. Yeah, no, not shady at all. They, they drive you out of the Lincoln Tunnel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Recreate take you where the pants killed the hua. <laughs> Tony, she was the hua. All right, so so yeah, the 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 angels of Newark or whatever it's called. What's it called? Many angels of Newark. Many saints of Newark. Saints coming right, from saints. new uh, coming from New Line. John Bernthal joining the cast in what role yet to be determined? And Mira Firminga, whatever her name is, also yet to be determined. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, we're gonna save the two video gamey type things for segment two. Or actually, there's a couple of video gamey things, aren't there? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Let's jump. Let's let let's talk about. Um, we don't have the soundboard jump, queued up, jump. but we do have some D and D stuff to talk about this week. Oh man! Not well. Look, it's okay because it's not a campaign book. Which the next campaign book we talked about last week is coming soon. Yeah. But D and D is about to release um, in its unearthed arcana rules which is like their play test their right. play tester forum okay uh a new class it's the artificer class did you read about this uh no mr big kev um it's so it's hold on i, I read it yesterday the artificer uh, artificer class the artificer <laughs> the artificer class is important and it's important to us big kev you and i in particular because oh. that class was originally first introduced as part of the Eberron campaign. Oh. And the Eberron campaign. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. The Eberron no, world okay. has, they've been dancing around fully bringing it into 5e. Now there right. is, there was a digital content book, Wayfinder's Guide to Eberron, I think it was called, 
four right. five e, but it's not a full on supplement, mm-hmm. and it's not a full on <laughs> fleshed out campaign setting, and so speculation is that them sort of toying with Artificer um, could lead into the release of a full Eberron campaign setting, which Eberron is still awesome. one of my favorite fourth edition fourth right? uh, D&D campaign settings ever. Mm-hmm. I played a Warforged very briefly mm-hmm. <laughs> in that campaign that you ran. I think we only played a handful of sessions, but um, I, I believe you're correct. But, uh, but yeah, the so DM that's M screen was uh, delightful. That, that was, that was the M M&M, that was the giant bag of M and M's as a DM screen. Ooh. That's what big Kev used. What are those giant Costco bags? Yeah. yeah, have, yeah. It's like 80 pounds. Yeah. We also used those M and M's as minis. I think at some point we, too. we did, right? We did. They were so everything. Here, so you're the green one. That's right. I'm the green one. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's yeah. We did do that. And in addition to that, Joe Manganiello's character Arch- Archon is about to be made into um, an official canon character um, in the game. Joe is Joe Manganiello has been playing Archon for quite some time. He actually brought the character over to Critical Role. He has played cool. the character um, for the past couple of years for Jocks Machina, which is that um, it's the stream that he does for the One Up campaign every year that raises money for like um, children's hospital yeah right? for children's hospital um archon is a dragonborn anti-paladin who's mm-hmm. dedicated to tiamat um it's a pretty cool character build um I, i've seen him played a few times on critical role i've watched at least one of the jocks machina campaigns the jocks machina campaign i watched it was it was archon it was joe manganello uh travis willingham who who's on critical role it was the big show who is a huge D&D fan. Uh-huh. Really? I didn't know That's that. That I just found out recently. Yep. And I forget who the fourth guy was, but it was another athlete. Doesn't uh, the big show play like like some tiny character too? Or am I thinking wrong I, on that? I, I feel like... I, I think he plays a dwarf, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I, I thought it was a dwarf. Yeah, yeah. It's, like a, it's like a dwarf berserker. That makes or, sense. Or yeah. something along those lines. Yeah. Um, so it's I, the big <laughs> slow. I don't know how they're going to be... Uh, how they're going to bring Archon into canon, whether or not they're going to put him into some sort of next um, well, let's see. supplement OG. or something. Just talked about how he was that they brought Artificer in. Yeah, Dragonborn also comes from Eberron. Does Dragonborn come from Eberron? I thought Dragonborn was just a. I thought Dragonborn. Dragonborn. <laughs> I thought Dragonborn was just a character class that had been around for a while. I'm pretty sure it's Eberron. Warforged and and I'm pretty sure. I mean, you can look it up. I'm going. I'll to be happy to be here. Hey, do you know the origin of the Dragonborn uh, class or race? Give us a call at the GVM line two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. See, he can be taught. Huzzah! Hold on. Uh, yeah, things. and leave us a comment uh, over there. You should call us about any topic that you'd like to hear on the program. You have questions or comments about uh, OG. Particularly, hey, what give do us I a do? call over there, and uh, you know, leave those uh, questions, and you know, you may hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Hold on, I'm pulling up the Dragonborn article right now. The Dragonborn in the Dungeons and Dragons fantasy role-playing game is a humanoid race originally introduced in 3.5. Yeah, I thought so. They became one in of the pri- Yep, they became one of the primary races p- available for player characters um, in the fourth edition game. 
but they were right. introduced in 3.5. In 4th edition, they were available out of the gate in the core player's handbook. I thought so. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. wrong about that. So, maybe, I'm just, maybe I'm just confused. It's Warforged. Was definitely Eberron. Warforged was definitely Eberron. Yeah, because okay, maybe I, maybe I yeah. thought there, I, there must be another race that's Eberron specific that I'm not remembering, and maybe I'm thinking it's Dragonborn. But okay, that's fine. In the Eberron campaign setting, Dragonborn oh. are direct descendants of the dragons of the Lost cont Continent, Argon Arganessen. Uh huh. So I mean, they play a role in Eberron, but they play right. a role in Dark Sun also, um, Dragonlance. Um, so they were around before ever, so but either way, fully integrated. they I are fully it. integrated. I I'm just, I'm curious to see how they're going to introduce Archon or bring Archon into, uh, that world. Me too. Uh, let's go to Marvel movies that are not part of the MCU and therefore quite potentially may or may not stink. <laughs> Dark Phoenix. <laughs> wow. Ah, so many fire. bad things. Am I hearing about this movie? So their production budget um, may be ballooning to the range of $200 million due to reshoots. Now, reshoots, not uncommon. It happens. Reshoots do not mean a bad movie. Reshoots have nothing to do with the quality of the film. Right. Many movies that you love have had reshoots. Plenty Absolutely. of good movies have Plenty of bad movies have had them. My concern, though, is that a large a large chunk of change being spent on reshoots normally means something significant a large change to the storyline a large change to effects introduction yeah. or removal uh, of characters i can answer this in two words uh -huh. audience testing yeah it's quite possible it, that it did it not tested worse than the ff remake is that what you heard that's what i heard that wow. says a lot right there. That's, Worse that's than the lot. FF remake. Google it. It's out there somewhere. I know. But I, I, I swear I saw it. Worse Could be worse than the FF remake, which I was like, I don't How do you even? You almost have to try to be that bad. I, I can't even quantify. I can't even quantify, qualify that. I can't even quantify it because it's like, how do you? What's below rock bottom? What are they magma? Like, I mean, what? <laughs> like, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm like, how can it possibly get any worse than that? I like the Corman FF movie <laughs> better than the remake. So how in the how in the frack um, is is Dark Phoenix worse than that pile of shit? Because everybody in Dark Phoenix is being portrayed by Smurfs. That's yeah, it. That, that, that's I, it. It's, that it's probably be, wouldn't even be as bad. It's got to be something <laughs> insane in order for for that to be the case. Is Jared Leto the Joker in it? Like that could do it. <laughs> wow. No, no, but no like, Jared Leto is Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, of course he is. Uh, so, like, I mean, that's. I mean, I'm just trying to, you know, like think outside of the box on what it possibly could be, and just I can't. I saw the trailer and I was like, yeah, okay, so, but you know, it wasn't like. I was also so about Apocalypse, so, I mean, it's not, you know, uh, you know, it's not like that's throwing me any different curveballs than normal. So, like, I, I don't know. But whatever these people saw, they fucking hated. So, <laughs> um, well, on the rumor mill, uh, on the rumor mill about what the actual production budget might be, um, and talking about Fox and the playtest, or playtesting, uh, audience screening, <laughs> um, it looks like Fox might have been, might have, might be killing um, 
off a bunch of its other planned films in the X universe, um, including X Force and Gambit. Um, which is not a surprise. And Doctor Doom, which I didn't even know that they were trying to do a Doctor Doom solo film. I'm surprised by X Force, to be honest with you, because Deadpool Do did pretty well, and that was supposed to be the launching point for X Force. This feels like this feels like we'll see if it turns out to be right. This feels like this feels like the beginning of the removal of Marvel properties from Fox. Okay. I mean, this it feels could be. like, yeah, this feels like the beginning of let's not do any more to fuck up the Fox Marvel universe. Let's just kind of, you know, that let's one was already everything. in production. So let's kind of just leave it alone and let it die. And then we can maybe do something with it. It's, it's entirely possible. And speaking of that, the Marvel Fox deal, uh, the most recent news is that uh, it's all but done, and we should know by March. Mm -hmm. It should be finalized yes. by March. Right. So just in time for Captain Marvel to open up. <laughs> right, exactly. And and also look for an immediate re-release of Star Wars, the non-special edition. The non-special editions will be announced. Maybe they'll announce it, or maybe they'll re-release it to coincide with the opening of Galaxy's Edge. They'll turn it into a huge media spectacle. Could do that. They'll they'll show it at. Think, I'm trying to think. They'll show it at. Uh, they'll show it at the Chinese would, theater, maybe, and then maybe. wide release or something. If, let me ask you guys this: If they actually do that, it, let's just say, argument's sake, they re-release them in the theater. Right. How much money do you think they'd be bringing if they if they actually show those original three movies original in the th three in the theater original editions? Like they do a re-release, -re like AMC. Sometimes they yeah. show old classic movies. I forgot the name of the program. Um, but they just show like, oh, in, like oh, I saw Indiana that, Jones. They re-released all, yeah, all yeah. four movies for That's, the day. Those are all the ones that I went to. OG. Oh, so you're talking about like if oh, they Fathom did, Events. You're Fathom, Fathom Events. events. I don't yeah, yeah, think yeah. they'll do it as a Fathom Events. I think no they'll way. do it as a, a, a full release. Here's yeah, a Fathom here's, Event is Smokey and the Bandit, not right? Star Wars, right? <laughs> I, I think New Hope gets a full release. If it happens, New Hope gets a full release. So, so let's count it off though: 77, 87, 97, 2007, 2017. Mm -hmm. So 45 years will be 20 if 2022 will be 45 years. Right. So could be something there. It, it could be for it, the stunning 45th anniversary. The original Star Wars. Like you've never seen it before. Unless you're really old. Digitally remastered in spectacular no, Dolby no. surround sound. No, none of that. No <laughs> Dolby surround. No digital. I want to see the. I want to see the square matting when a ship flies. <laughs> the ship flies. I want to see all that shit. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if they if the cut they did was that that VHS THX, you know, that one, the first one, that yeah, first yeah. one, yeah. Where they just remastered the sound, that's yeah. fine. And fucking Han had better shoot first. Right, Han shot first. There was no there was no <laughs> Wookiee yell. Luke did it. Yeah, oh, exactly. Like none of that shit. Yeah. None of that shit. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no Jabba walking around in the background as a human. None of that as, shit. As Han steps on his tail with that awkward <laughs> yeah, right. computer just kind of right. like South Park character <laughs> movement. <laughs> yeah. He steps over Jabba's tail. No, none of that hot garbage like at all. All right. Oh my god. That would be so funny. Um let, let him put the Jabba scene in with the humans. Yeah, right. With the humans they can do. <laughs> let him do that. Yeah. Um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna jump again because we're gonna have to go to break very soon. Game of Thrones season eight 
Uh, we have a, a full release date for that. Um, April 14th, 2019 will kick off the new season of uh, Game of Thrones. I know there have been like one or two sort of teaser trailers for it. Um, I haven't watched anything. I'm intentionally just... It's they're, they're, They reveal nothing. Yeah, I, I, I suspect it as much, and I don't really need to see anything. I know I'm going to watch it. It's kind of like Spider-Man. Like, I don't yeah. need to see any more. Like, I'm right. good. I'm good, right. If there's not any more Spidey trailers, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Let this be it. Um, is there um is there any uh any news on the prequel, The Many Saints of Westeros? <laughs> no, I have not heard. There actually there was some stuff I think last week, but um uh but no, I'm excited for the return. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I have not. It's one of those things where I get a hard time for not watching it. Right, right. I do want to watch it. I just again, like we oh said last God, week, Nick. time. What? Yeah. Nick, what the fuck? I work Put a lot. Finger finger firmly pressed on the pulse of the culture. <laughs> Um, I'm a work so in progress. Stopping the blood from moving. Work in progress. We all, we all, we all have our, we all have our shows. Big Kev. We Trying to get soundboards to work. There, that's it. <laughs> Next week, we we we're missing two adapters. Goddamn PK. We love you. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> one more trailer I want to bring up in segment one, and then we're gonna do some comic book stuff and some video game stuff in segment two because we also have comic a new game stuff. stuff. What's yeah. a comic book? I know. Um, did either of you guys watch the trailer for Brightburn? Oh. Oh, Brightburn. Yeah, it's so it's the it's the oh, you guys fired me. So I'm going to go and make a superhero movie elsewhere movie coming from James Gunn. Oh, no. Oh, really? It really? looks awesome. It looks really? like twisted and dark. And oh, I thought that movie was going to be Suicide Squad 2. No, no. He it, I don't know when he was developing this movie, but it's coming soon if there's a trailer already. And the right. trailer looked great. I watched it today. It's it's got a little bit of the creep factor that James Gunn was known for, you know, before Guardians of the Fire. Galaxy. Mm -hmm. But it seems like it has a little. It has some of his like quirkiness in there as well. It doesn't have the musical beats that Guardians has. Um, Dave Batista in it. Dave Batista is not in it. Um, but it looks really good. I was pretty excited for that trailer drop. So if you haven't checked that out yet, make sure you guys check that out. Which I hope that's a major success than that movie. If that's so do case. I. I. That's hope a big middle finger of Disney. If exactly. It it's not Disney. It's Bob Iger. That's well, yeah, one that's man true. made that decision. No, no. Well, he, he, the he board took, made yeah. the decision. He just didn't. He just he backed didn't, them up. He, he, he just backed them it. up. Right. He didn't yeah, exactly. oppose it. No, fuck Bob Iger. And fuck, fuck that fuck board. Bob. Bunch of pussies. Anyway. Fuck Bob Iger. With that being said, stupid name, Big Kev, we're going to take a break. Yes, OG, we'll take our first and only break on this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 524. 24. Is that it? 524? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And what? We didn't, we didn't name this. No. What do you want to name it? Come up with a name. How about Far From Good? Oh, I was going <laughs> to say worse than FF, but... <laughs> No, because that may may people may think we mean Spider Man. Oh, okay, yeah, but they might. But they far from good's going to think they think we don't like Spider Man either. How about far from great? How about not so mysterious? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Putting the mystery back in Mysterio. There you go. Taking the mystery out of Mysterio. That's it. <laughs> That's it. All right, taking the mystery out of Mysterio. We will be right back in a moment after a game stuff and a word from our lovely sponsor. Oh. oh. Build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. 
Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts, all for just $9.99. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors, remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, droid directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step -step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. Ahoy hoy, welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. The Nintendo Wii U is a total dud, but they released a few games that were worth playing. And since, Nintendo has been porting them over to the wildly popular Nintendo Switch. Case in point, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. It's not much different than the Wii U version, but if you didn't play it on the Wii U, here's the game for a system you're more likely to own. A 2D Mario game with HD graphics and up to four players. New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe is out now for $60 on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> also available, Onimusha Remastered. Not a remake, just a remastering. A Resident Evil-style samurai game that was previously only on PlayStation 2, but now it's sold has been freed onto PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. People who remember Onimusha will tell you how great the game was. And they're not wrong. But the game does have some problems, like its static camera angles which can often be confusing and cause you to get hit by enemies that aren't even on the screen. But adjust to that fact and it's a really cool game. Onimusha Remastered is out now for $20 on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. <laughs> and finally, Resident Evil 2 Remake has a demo out right now, just to show off and entice you to buy it with its beautiful graphics ahead of its release on January 25th. This is Coke Logic signing off for GameStop. Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 524, putting the mystery back in Mysterio. Taking the mystery out of Mysterio. Oh, all right, whatever. One or the other. They both sort of work in their own way. Of course, during the break there, you heard from our lovely sponsors over at buildr2d2.com. If you want to get in on this, you can go over to that website and check them out, or you can give them a call if either of us have that up. 877-544-6779. There you go. Um, you can check out all of the awesome uh, features on the Build R2-D2. Lights mm -hmm. and sounds, real moving parts, app control, the projector, pop-up lightsaber. Sounds fancy. All sorts of cool and awesome swell things. That's coming to an end as well. I heard. 
Yeah, I we're heard. really close now, I think. Nice. I mean, mm-hmm. nice in that if you're collecting it, you'll be able you're to finally complete done. it. Yeah. Um, very quickly, uh, in toy news, Big Kev. Oh. Did you oh, yeah. hear that before the new year, Mattel lost most of the DC license to yep. Spin Master? To Spin Master. Yeah, we didn't talk about that on the show. No, that's a disgrace. I, I don't. A, I'm concerned. But not that concerned because I most of the DC toys I buy come from DC anyway and not from Mattel. Well, um, that said. And not that they're... I have anything against Spin Master directly, by the way, but their right. action figures outside of the Suck. giant ones. Eh, yeah, <laughs> they're not great. Right. What giant ones? Spin, didn't Spin Master didn't Spin Master put out the. Oh, no, that was Jack Specific. That's Jack Specific. Yeah. Yeah. Spin Master put out two things. Jack and shit. They had the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory figure line, weren't they, weren't they the ones that had that they, line back? They the might have had that. They've had varying kind of little piddling nothings over the years. They're one, um, big... but the problem is that they all sucked. They have a bunch of they have a bunch of young children's lines. Like I, I like I know um, my my boy was there was a show on Netflix called Slug Terra. It was actually a really good show. Mm-hmm. I think they had the license to all of those figures, and some of those figures were pretty cool. Um, and I think they put out the Paw Patrol toys also. Ooh. Anybody oh, did with they? Children or nieces and nephews will know that one. Um, so I think that was Spitmaster. Um, but, um, but yeah. you know, it, it, the, the, I guess the worst thing about this news is even though you may have hated it, right? their DC six inch line was killer good. In many ways, it's, the oh yeah, they put out the first, re- and this is my opinion, they put out the first real set of Dark Knight figures that were actually action figures, and that were actually cool and well done and looked like Frank Miller's artwork. But I feel like I feel like historically they put out some great figures, but in recent history. They have been a little bit lackluster. No, but Dark Knight was a year ago. No, it was longer than that, wasn't it? No, uh-uh. Recent. Oh, all right. Re- this I... is all. This is all there. I can't remember what it's called. Multiverse line or some yeah, shit. Yeah. And and it's their six-inch figure line. It always has a mix of stuff in it too, which is also really interesting. Yes. A really interesting model for them because they're always playing catch up with Marvel because Marvel just slaughters it. Right. And so they started doing the same thing Marvel did, which was they put out a wave and the wave will have like Arrow from TV. Right. And like Superman from the movies and like, you know, some obscure uh, other characters. And in this case, the Frank Miller Dark Knight figures were the obscure characters and uh, they were they were all fantastic. Right. Um, but they did a number of things over the years. They did the metal. They did some of the metal men. Right. They never finished them, right? No, they did. But they were oh. all the signature series releases. So oh, they were all okay. like the club releases. Right. Right. Um, and they did other things as well. I think it, it, it. You know. And don't get me wrong. The majority of their DC stuff was movie related garbage. Right. However, that six inch line, the multiverse. I think it's the multiverse line. That line alone was probably worth the price of admission. It was, the, it was like the red and it was like the red and black packaging. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And they've had really they've had really interesting choices and really good stuff in 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 a sort of a burgeoning young Marvel Legends kind of way. I feel you. 
where they had potential, but now that it's going to Spin Master, it's right. just uh, prepare. Just prepare yourself. People start writing letters to DC they and open these letters with, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> because honestly, I can't understand why on earth they would go from Mattel to Spin Master. Now, I know Mattel is not is no longer the powerhouse that it once was. I understand that. But Mattel was at least do they were at least on the right track if they hadn't gotten there yet. Sure. I so, get it. Anyway. All right. Oh, bad move. Bad um move. Let's hit one video game thing and then some quick comic book stuff and then we'll wrap it up um, for the week. Universal Studios, who we had heard was uh, developing two theme park attractions specifically licensed around Nintendo properties. Um, it looks like they may have canceled those plans. And this was a big deal because Nintendo is notorious for being very careful and reserved with how they handle their licenses and their properties. And so the fact that they were allowing someone like Universal to develop um, Pokemon and Zelda-related park attractions was a big deal, and it was really exciting for video game fans. I was super stoked for all the Zelda stuff, because you may not know this, but probably one of my most fam uh, favorite franchises ever, ever, ever. So, um so yeah, it looks like they have they have scaled back their plans to in, uh, to add the Nintendo themed attractions to its Orlando location, which was supposed to include a large scale Pokemon and large scale Zelda uh, attractions. Um, let's see. The one the one important aspect is uh, the theme park University says that uh, Universal could change their mind uh, if Super Nintendo World and Fantastic World uh, is a success. So they can expand it later on down the road. Right. So it sounds like they're kind of just scaling back protectively, and then if things are a big success, then they can roll out more and more and more right. later on down the line. I mean, both of those franchises are, uh, and if you threw Mario in there as well, all three of those franchises, like, first of all, Pokemon by itself is still a global phenomenon. So it would it would... It would do quite well, no matter where you put it. If you opened up a Pokemon anything, mm -hmm. people would go. Um, and I think Zelda and Mario still have not only uh, an older fan base, but it has a really good young fan base as well. It's a very strong fan base, too. And, um, and uh, I would have a hard time imagining that unless they did something so terrible with those attractions. Like, they were awful. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm talking like... I'm talking like Jersey Shore boardwalk rides. <laughs> Awful. Whoa. They, not that bad. Yeah, that's what I'm screaming. Everything's a little bit dangerous, and that's where the thrill lies. But, like, <laughs> unless they did something <laughs> like that. Oh, OG, you know it wasn't a little danger. <laughs> no, the real, the real danger was Action Park. The boardwalk yes, was a little correct. danger. The real the danger was Action Park. And Bullcrap. The craft. boardwalk yeah. was, was a toddler... Uh, 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 toddler safe area and compared to action park right right they are, for anybody for anybody who who's local uh who may or may not remember i want to hear uh, i want to hear hear and see your scars from riding the alpine slide <laughs> at action yes, park give us, a, give us a call at uh, the gvm line 201730bkgs it was a yeah. it was a concrete luge Luge. Yeah. On what essentially was a small piece of plastic with wheels. Yep. And I think at one yep. point in time, it wasn't even plastic. I believe it originally was wood. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about that. Lacquered I, I definitely remember the play. Yeah, I have my scars from yeah, it. So. I, I have, I have, I have a, I had a big scrape that went up one of my legs from going there as a as a young child. Didn't so, they? Didn't they also? Didn't people die in that wave pool too? Uh, they probably. <laughs> I think so. Right? Somebody did a somebody did a, a documentary, documentary about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, growing, on YouTube. Yeah, growing up, we used to call it Traction Park. Yeah, that was exactly. that was the nickname we we all loved going, but it that, was a um, death trap. That documentary's on YouTube, I think. I I, I know it was on Netflix too, but yeah, yeah I, I just can't remember what it was called. But if you just do the Google Traction Park <laughs> and look up Action Park Nightmare documentary, you will see it. That um, slide, dude. Yeah, that slide that the one that they show on there that's a cannonball slide uh-huh. or whatever it is. Oh. Oh. I never went on that. I had I had at least that much sense <laughs> as a child. Like, no, that ain't right, right there. All right, one more quick video game thing, and then we'll we'll move move to the comic book stuff. Marvel and Insomniac, Insomniac, the company behind the um, Spider Man game, yes, that came out for the PS4, uh, are teasing additions to the game in the vein of um, oh, did I just say Fantastic Four? Fantastic no, Four. No. Oh, okay. Uh, teasing, teasing additions to the game uh, with the Fantastic Four. Um, oh. I'm, a, I'm excited for that. Uh, that game was so good. I, I beat it, I think, like right before or after Christmas. Yeah. Like, that. Like, like all the extra add-ons and all that stuff. Um, except for, I think, like Space Invaders. It was like probably, right, you know, yeah. I haven't been playing much games. You know, just right. some old throwback stuff. The, wow. the game is amazing. Cannot recommend it. Uh, for anyone who hasn't played games in a while, I say... Think of like the on PS2 there was a Spider-Man 2 game. Yeah. It's kind of like that on steroids in 4K definition. It it, it so I've I've I played the Spider-Man game. I haven't beaten it, but I played it a bunch and it felt to me it felt like the closest thing that you could get to the original Batman um Arkham game. Arkham what was the first one? It was called just, was it just Arkham Asylum was the first Arkham one? Arkham Asylum, I think. Um, Maybe. So the, it was as close to that as you could get, but with Spider-Man. But mm-hmm. it was a bit more robust than that was. Because Spider-Man is, Spider-Man is a little bit more, uh, you know. Busty. No, he's, he's a bit more dynamic than Batman was. The Batman game relied a lot more on stealth and slow-moving gameplay, which was great. And it was awesome. The Batman game is really bombastic. Uh the Spider-Man game is really bombastic. You move around a lot more, and there's a lot more sort of fast pace. Yeah, there's like there's, there's aspects where you gotta try to beat you know twenty guys all at the same time. Yeah. Then there's the the stealth missions, like yep. you just said, and then there's the only part of the game I hate is you have to kind of like chase these drones, and it kind and you have to jump through rings at the same time. So it kind of reminds you of like Superman sixty four. Yeah. Oh a little like so so it had it made me think of that, but otherwise that was the only problem I had with the game. I actually bought the like the. Special edition Spider-Man PS4. Yeah, yeah. Just because, like I said before, I love Spider-Man. Kind of want to check this out, and it was worth every single penny. Nice. So cannot recommend that enough. I think if I hear you guys correctly, one might say it's exactly like Red Dead Redemption 2, except that it's not in the Old West, and it's not with Cowboys, and it's with Spider-Man. It is nothing like Red Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead. I wow. can't speak tonight. Yeah, right? No. You know, I, I, I went to that ENT Are you having mini strokes? I, I think he fucked me up. Um, so, um, <laughs> Are you having mini strokes? I don't think so. Um, so, yeah. So, check out, check, check, out, uh, check out that game if you haven't checked it out yet. And if we get... Uh, if we get the Fantastic Four added to the game, that would be super I would awesome. I love more add-ons. And uh, I think just, I think for personally, I think we have a new Mortal Kombat 
game coming soon with another teaser dropping this week. So yeah, I look forward cool. to that as well. Um, I know you had some comic book related stuff, right? You wanted to bring up? Yeah, just to throw a few things out there real quickly. Uh, so again, we're at Gotham Comics over in Caldwell, New Jersey. That's and this right. is just some of the some popular stuff that um, I just kind of wanted to just highlight real quickly. Uh, the one the comics report <laughs> brought to you by what's it called that store? Gotham, Gotham Comics. Gotham Comics in Caldwell, New Jersey. That's right. <laughs> Gotham Comics. In Caldwell, New Jersey. All right. So the first one, real quickly, is uh, Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons. Right. Um, they're on. I think issue three came out maybe three weeks ago. Okay. Um, but it's just it's fun. It's kind of that Rick and Morty wackiness. Uh, the the art of the book looks like it's from um, the cartoon. Right. Um, there's a lot of aspects. Some some friends of mine who really know their Dungeons and Dragons who've read the book say there's a lot of kind of like throwback lines. Uh, Images. I don't want to spoil it because when you see it, you kind of you'll yeah. just laugh while reading it. The only problem is that some people will say, "Oh, it's a really wordy book," but it's a fucking comic book. I mean, yeah, get I mean, your get your money. The, the goddamn things are four bucks now. And it's it's Rick and Morty. Rick is not exactly known for not talking a lot. Oh, they talk so much during the yeah. show, but it happens so fast at the same time. Right. But um, highly recommend that one. Uh, the they're, other they're one. They're also they they have solicited in previews last month, I believe. Some sort of uh, Rick and Morty D and D sort of adventure setting? campaign, like a one thing. shot. That's hilarious. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, that's coming from them as well. That's I think it cool. comes out maybe the same time, or or it may come out as a special edition with the collected version of the D and D storyline. Oh, okay. So it's something like that. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Sorry, Monty. Go on. That's all right. Uh, the other one uh, as volume one of the the. Uh, trades coming out. I think it's this weekend. Is Farmhand? Uh, this is the guy who uh, uh, who's behind the pencils of Chew. Uh, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, he. Uh, I believe he he did the artwork and he wrote or co-wrote. I think he wrote this story as well. Uh, so pretty much, this guy. Uh, I think his name is uh, Jediah Jenkins. He runs a farm, except the farm uh, is for of body parts. So if there's anyone who's got in car accidents and needs an arm, you can just get him. Get a new arm installed, uh, but essentially there's some kind of there's something kind of going on behind the scenes. The town there's some kind of weird cult that's going on, and for anyone that's just who's read a Chew comic book before, right. there's a lot of great art and there's a lot of jokes in the background, and it's something that you need to kind of slowly read to admire the story and just kind of take in everything that's being displayed to you. Okay. Um, so again, the trade's coming out. It's issue. I think it comes out every other month. This comic. Uh, so, I mean, it's still easy to pick up just the book in general. Uh, and the last one I wanted to hit on was DC's Heroes in Crisis. Uh, I believe a, a, some second printings are coming out on some of the books oh, wow. uh, this week. Uh, and it's been selling out pretty much, I th- I want to say, within two days after the is, books come out. Is the subtitle for this series yet another crisis? It is not. <laughs> but I kind of like the way, because it kind of t- explores like the, the PTSD side of okay. things while trying to... So, there's and I don't know. I, I will admit I'm, I know I was more of a Marvel kid growing up than DC, so I may be repeating a few or obvious things. But there's the sanctuary, which is kind of where these people go for the superheroes go for uh, help to treat their PTSD or just want to kind of vent. And there was a big murder that happened behind the scenes that they're all trying to figure out. So huh. and right now they, it looks like it's Harley Quinn or Booster Gold who. Who did the did murders. Yeah. They're trying to figure out what's going on. But while going through it, you're seeing everybody's PSD, PTSD issues because um, there was videos of all the superheroes uh, oh, kind of geez. venting. Okay, so like yeah. that's kind of leaking out little by little. And uh, it's a very – it's 
different than what's on the shelves right now. It's uh, a nice, different, kind of deep comic book. And uh, like I said, it's I think it's on issue four right now okay. with some uh, reprints coming out. So it, again, something that's really easy to catch up on and to uh, to read because it's it's a quality book and there aren't a whole lot of quality books that's that are out. That's why I stopped reading most books. It's understandable. Trader waiter. That's it. Um uh, and before we move away from Gotham Comics in lovely Caldwell, oh. New Jersey, you guys have an event coming up with a very good friend of this program. Oh, we do. Oh, uh, yes, we uh, we have an event coming up the twenty sixth. Um, we're going to be hosting a big sale for our second birthday, right? Of Happy the store. So, oh, early. thank you. Uh, so, fifty uh, percent off books, twenty percent off wall books, toys, and games. Uh, we'll have George Vega, who's going to be there. That's right, uh, George he... Vega from Vegemation Press. <laughs> George yes. Vega. Uh, he did a kick ass uh, War of the Worlds. Sketch on a card for me. Oh, nice. Last time, so he sent the picture. I'm excited to pick it up at the end of this month. Um, and just super nice guy if you haven't met him. George is the for, best. For the people. He was yeah. just a fan, freaking fantastic. And uh, uh, he's excited to be back, and we're glad to have him because he does some amazing sketches that made people just really happy. So Yeah, George, um, George, for the last couple of New York Comic Cons, he comes by the booth, oh. and he sketches for a couple hours during the day for people that are coming by and yeah, uh, just hangs out about the place as well. Yeah. He's, he's been, George has been a friend of ours for a lot of years. Oh, really? Yeah. George has reached the level in uh big Kev friendships where we're comfortable leaving him at the, at the booth for a minute. If we have to pee. Oh yeah. <laughs> if the crave cereal goes through. You yeah. That, if the crave cereal, if, if the crave comes a knocking, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't knock, sir. It just, it just comes. It, it just, just doesn't knock. It just barrels on. Straight <laughs> on you. Out of you. All right. Well, with that, I hear that wrap-up music starting to ramp up. Oh, yeah. You do? I do. It's the magic of, of the internet, Big Kev. Oh, sorry. So Spend don't forget. Disbelief. Don't forget, you can find us online each and every week over at bkgeekstuff.com, facebook.com backslash bkgeekstuff. Um, you can find us on the, the social media. I am at uh, geekstuffog across all the social media. I am uh, Monty's Mayhem on Twitter and Instagram. I am Big Kev GS on Xbox One. And BK Geek stuff everywhere else. There you go. And uh, for, I guess, the parents out there that want to uh, check out some uh, some stuff, I've been doing videos with my son over on YouTube as well. So if you just go to YouTube and search for Second Generation Geek, though that's the name of our little channel that we've created. And we put up a new video this past weekend with another one coming in a few days. So check that out. It's been a lot of fun to work with him and have him produce some content with me. You're not giving Is him like jelly the... beans, are you? Yeah, I, we did. One, we, we is did that where you one where you force feed him those bots beans? Uh, it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and we did a, the other one that we recorded that'll go online in a day or two is D and D. He wants to. He wanted to start to understand D and D, and he wanted to recreate Link from Zelda in D and D. So we kind of talked about oh, that awesome. a little bit. We we talked oh. about what Link would be, and we sort of used uh D, D beyond's free service to create a character for him we went with a ranger um elf, for, elf ranger half elf we went with a half elf ranger right half elf ranger um okay. so so yeah that video will be up in a couple of days so you guys can check that out as well and i think that's it yeah i think so all right so with that big kev with that og we will bring this episode of big kev's geek stuff Episode 524, the one we called Taking the Mystery Out of Mysterio, to a close. The way we end some shows by saying, Troll the Respawn, Jeremy.
And on that note, we cue the music. Yeah.